What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. We've got legends returning we've got titles on the line and we even got paul Heyman showing up it's monday night raw that means it's time for the wrestling inc raw after show i'm jack farmer joined by justin labar and corduroy jimmy cordares triple j as they say in the streets uh let's welcome everybody justin how you doing today they say it in the mean streets. The mean streets. <laughs> the mean streets. <laughs> Talk about the mean street posse yeah. uh, 2023 right here. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think everyone who sees us on YouTube sees these three faces, and they know if they see us coming their way, they go the other direction. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. The JWO. Pete Gas ain't got nothing on Jimmy K. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy K, how are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. You know, weather's a little rough up here, but you know what? You make the best of it. It is Canada. It's expected. We have two seasons up here in Canada, winter and construction. So, Yeah, it's been a weird, (laughs) weird weather week in the U.S. of A here. Um, My neighbor's neighbor's basketball hoop got blown down. It was no fun, but everyone's okay here. Makes it easier for him to dunk, right? (laughs) Yes, that's that's very, very true. Kind of look on the bright side of life. So thank you to everyone who is joining us. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. You guys are very much appreciated. I want to talk about some news, though. And something that interesting came up, some backstage news on Logan Paul and his original WrestleMania opponent. According to Fightful Select, the initial idea was for Logan Paul to have a match with John Cena at WrestleMania, something that Logan Paul had publicly pitched to Triple H. Uh, and around Survivor Series, that was actually what was planned, but the change was made to that not at long after, as now obviously Cena is facing Theory, or at least that's what it looks like, and Paul is looking to be facing Seth Rollins. Apparently, an angle was shot as well with Theory and Cena that's yet to see the TV airwaves. Justin, this is quite an interesting development. What a different WrestleMania we'd be looking forward to if it was Logan Paul versus John Cena. 
Yeah, you know, Logan Paul even kind of called out John Cena on a podcast before, kind of pitched it that he that, that was a match he wanted to have. And look, I think Logan Paul versus John Cena, no disrespect to Seth Rollins, John Cena is a bigger star than Seth Rollins. So yes, that would have been a more viral announcement, more viral build, more viral match. But I think the route they're going, uh, it's going to be bit better for the health of the roster in the future, most namely for one Austin Theory, who, look, when you just look at a split-screen Polaroid of him and John Cena, you look at John Cena from the Ruthless Aggression, I mean, Theory looks like he could be a son. I mean, you know, and then, and then just the meteoric rise, the push, you know, I, there's a lot of similarities I'm sure they'll be able to draw on. So I think that's better for the health of the roster and a guy like Austin Theory. And Logan Paul has shown us, that aside from being polarizing and having 20-something million followers across social media, he is extremely athletic, and John is not going to be doing the type of things in the ring that Seth Rollins can do to compliment and be a dance partner with Logan Paul. So I really think that this, if they call it an audible, if this is not the first selection, as it, as it may not seem, I think this might be the right way to go for all four individuals involved because of the strengths that I just said. Yeah, Jimmy, this is I, I agree with everything Justin just said. And um, I think that in every way, I think this is better. I get the headline of Logan Paul versus John Cena, but I think John Cena is going to sell anyways. Logan Paul is going to sell mm -hmm. anyways. But I think that we talk about good dance partners. I think they got better dance partners this way. No, I totally agree. Uh, Justin, it's, it's like he was reading my mind. But also, you have to remember that returning legends, returning icons, guys as big as John Cena and stuff like that, it, it, it's you can make the argument that it's better for him to face someone that will be elevated for the future of the roster. Logan Paul is a special attraction. And don't get me wrong, he showed that he can go in a ring. And I'm sure, like Justin said, the match with him and Seth Rollins has the potential to be a show-stealing match, whereas the mm -hmm. one with John Cena would be an attention-stealing match. There's, there's a big difference there. And not that there would be anything wrong with that. I'm sure it would be entertaining with, with Logan Paul and John Cena, but it's a completely different dynamic with Seth Rollins in there with what they could do in the ring, like you said, because Logan Paul is that athletic. So John Cena with Austin Theory, and you said, Jack, that, there is there was a well one of you said anyway one of the Jays said that there was a a segment that was filmed that hasn't aired yet with uh, Austin Theory and John Cena and look if anything John Cena can you imagine John Cena elevating Austin Theory to the next level and what that could do for him it the thing the beauty about Cena versus Theory is that it'll make like, Theory wins regardless. Whether he loses or wins, Theory wins in that situation. And I think that Rollins and Paul are just going to be so creative in what they do. It's going to be really, really good. Mm -hmm. So uh, both of those things we'll talk about in a little bit. So we'll continue on and talk about some other news. And that's over at AEW. Apparently, Vicky Guerrero is going to be wrapping things up very soon with AEW. But her departure isn't going to be on bad terms. Apparently, it's mutual. Uh They've both agreed to part ways when her contract expires in July. Jimmy, it seems like Vicky might have some other things cooking right now. And they just said, hey, let's go our separate ways. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes people's time comes, you know, to an end in this industry. And maybe it is an end for her in this business. There's all, The door, I'm sure, will always be open for her for wherever she wants to go. And who knows? Maybe there is a return uh, to WWE in the future. Uh 
you know, it could play into the Dominic thing. Things are happening so well. You could kind of tie that a little bit together because of the, the, the past angle that happened with Dominic and uh, the late great Eddie, but, um, and, and Ray, but, you know, um, at, whatever she decides to do is cool. And she's very entertaining. And if you'll excuse me, I just can't do it in the voice she gave. Excuse me. <laughs> there you go. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> there's only one Vicky though. Uh, mm-hmm. But Justin, I think one of the other sides of this is there's going to be a lot of contracts that are coming up here at AEW very soon. And I think that we're now in the first time where Tony Khan might be saying to himself, look, if I'm not using you, I better not keep paying you. I mean, yeah, you know, Tony, uh, he, you know, he does appear to be operating a little bit different than how WWE has where, you know, WWE, if, if they come to a certain point in the financial quarter where they feel like they need to shed some expense, they will just release somebody, even if there was still uh, time left on that contract. Tony seems to be, uh, so he says, going about different. He's honoring a contract. If he has you signed until July, even if he doesn't have a plan to use you between now and July, he's paying you until then. Um, you know, and that's you know good. For, I mean, I mean, if he can do it, if he can afford it, uh, that, I mean, that's good for him and it's good for the talent. Yeah, th- I mean, Vicky with her contract going up is no different than anybody else's contract who's going up. Most notably that we saw a year ago, we're seeing now Cody Rhodes. You you are watching to see, okay, is there a place? To go in Vicky's case, go back to New York. Obviously, there's some talent in AEW who maybe their contract goes up. They've never been to WWE before, so maybe that's a whole fresh situation. But Vicky is uh, tremendously well liked backstage wherever she goes. Um, so that's important. She, you know, you're you're adding you're, you're adding positive influence to the to the locker room. She can still get heat just with the, with the screeching of those two words. Um, you know, so there's value there, you know, for her as a manager or an on-screen talent. And then and as Jimmy said, the obvious is like Dominic Mysterio is thriving. Uh, I love the stuff with him in Judgment Day, and I love the relationship with he and Rhea. We'll see how it continues to evolve. But, you know, they're still – to show you how impactful that Dominic, Eddie Guerrero, I'm your son story was 20 years ago, it's still playing off to people. They're making shirts. I'm your poppy. I'm your mommy. I, you know, so I do think there would be something, depending on what Dominic's doing come the summertime, leading into a big SummerSlam angle or whatever, there may be a situation, even if it's not for long term, even if it's just for a couple of weeks, just to infuse Eddie Guerrero's legitimate wife uh, into, you know, I, I think there's tons of potential. So mm-hmm. that's that, that's what really made me raise my eyebrows to Vicky Vicky's contract coming up with AEW is that if this would have been, you know, even a year ago, I don't pay as much attention to it, but the fact that Dom is literally one of the, you can make an argument. Dom is in the top five of heels in WWE right now. You really can maybe top three. So mm-hmm. that makes me really raise my eyebrows of, Oh, wow. The creative, infl- the creative aspect you could use Vicky Guerrero for, for the right angle. And I noticed someone in the chat said we were, there were some echoes going on. Let me know if it's one of us uh, on the, uh, if, if it's coming from one of us talking or if it's from one spot and we'll see if we can troubleshoot it. Um, but that was the time where speaking of the chat, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's in the chat for being with us again, like comment, share, subscribe. I want to give some quick shout outs real quick as well to some folks that, uh, we saw on Twitter today. We saw, well, not today, but at Cameron star one, four, seven was on Twitter to say, uh, your Monday night reviews are fantastic between Jack's excellent hosting Jimmy's knowledge and Justin's knowledge and passion. You guys are brilliant. Sadly, I'm in the UK, so I can't always listen live more next day, but massive respect, guys. Thank you so much, Cameron Starr said that this is his 
five star uh, review for us. So appreciate you there. Well, Cameron, uh, good, uh, good, uh, good Tuesday morning to you. If you're just checking yes. us out now, yeah. Thank you so much. And as well as uh, Agid, and I'm going to say it's probably wrong, so I apologize. But uh, at Agidio uh, Delu said we'll be listening tomorrow morning. Best pod out there. So thank you so much thank as you. well for that. Um, we also got, of course, this is the the roll call time for the the shout outs. It's Adam Staples, uh, Huffman Elite Training, Ricky Zaldivar, John Millard, Tony Kaname Karan, um, and then uh, I thought that was going to be a Tony Khan bit there when I started reading that Tony. So uh, Tony Kaname Karan, and then Cleveland Rocks uh, and Dylan Matthews, the Jiff King. Tommy O, Sergio, JT098. Haven't seen in a while, JT. Good to see you here. Steven Camp as well. Baby Ice, Randy Hawkins, stalking you with the dog emoji coming through. George Bartley as well, Dream Realm Studios. David uh, Montalvo and so many more. Thank you guys so much for being in the chat. Uh, and I want to let everyone know, or not everyone know, but I want to let Randy Hawkins know I got your super chat. It's here. Uh, but I'm going to save it for the end when we talk about the uh, that tag team title match at the end, since it has to do with that tag team title match. Um, let's talk about this show. Let's talk about this wrestling show. Mm -hmm. We start with Jimmy and Solo coming out, and he says, family fights all the time. So what? Jimmy lists the people who thought that were that everyone thought were problems for the bloodline, but nothing happened. The Prophets come out, and they cut a promo. We get a match. The Bloodline gets the win, and before Solo can take out Montez, KO arrives and makes the save. Um, Justin, the first thing that I noticed with this came with that promo, and everyone seems very worried about the Sami Zayn love overshadowing Cody Rhodes, but during this promo, Jimmy said Sami's name. Sami got cheers. Then he said Cody's name, and that crowd let loose. I feel like... Mm -hmm. Fears of the crowd taking over should be completely gone at this point. Yeah, I agree. A couple of weeks ago, we had the Cody Sammy promo really well done. It basically, that was their best attempt. And I think it worked to not make this seem like this is you, subconsciously. You don't have to choose sides. You can cheer for both of them. Uh, and, and Cody's endorsing Sammy. And look, they made it through the Canada loop last week. They came out of the other side and if both are still getting cheered. It's all good. So yeah, I, I don't think, um, I, I, look, Cody could main event night two against Roman. Sammy might end up main eventing or, or semi-maining the other night with whatever he's going to ultimately do with the Usos and presumably his uh, him and his buddy KO will, will, will get on the same page. So it, this doesn't have to be a one or the other thing. That This is an argument right here in this booking for why two nights of Mania is good because it does allow mm -hmm. for each to kind of breathe and each to kind of have some ownership uh, over uh, a top babyface spot that they both – uh, have deservedly acquired Cody on his comeback from injury and Sammy on his, you know, organic fight from underneath in the bloodline. Uh, Jimmy, something else as far as the promos go is the, the profits come out and I don't know about you, but it felt like Montez was a little spicier than normal on the mic mm -hmm. this time, a little more aggressive, a little more confrontational than just being fun and silly here. Did you see a difference there? Did it seem like, <laughs> business as usual for the street profits uh it was a little bit business as usual there may have been a, like you said a little spice thrown in there and i think i like the fact that it's gradual it wasn't a big slap in the face where it comes out and says hey i'm going to be this guy now bam and it kind of sets a tone and 
like you said, in a really good tag match, some little tiny seeds were dropped there, you know, during the match, you know, little things that, you know, if you're not really paying attention to it, you don't notice like, um, you know, going for hot tags. And despite the fact that someone else was responsible for, for pulling one of the guy, one of the baby faces off the apron and someone not being there to tag and that sort of stuff. But um, as far as the, the entrance and the, the rap go at the beginning, yeah, there's a, maybe just a little more spice. And maybe we're just going to see a little more heat from, uh, from the street profits leading into a potential. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know people were speculating after uh, Elimination Chamber that there may be a dissolving of the partnership, but, but I'm glad that they're not making it obvious if it's if it is indeed happening. Well, Justin, let me pitch that to you. Do you think the are the days of the Street Profits still numbered? Do they make it through WrestleMania? Because right now they don't seem to have a dance partner. You know, I, I, I I'm not ready to put the countdown clock on them just because they still work as a team. They're still getting a pop. Both are getting individual pops within the ring. And I still think the depth of the tag division needs to continue to be replenished. Uh, you know, getting, a, getting, especially in 2023 and especially in WWE where they have not took care of tag teams in, 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 in the, in the recent years as well as they should have. And again, triple H I feel is, is making an attempt to do that. When you have an over like Rover Babyface tag team like the Street Profits, and and, and I mean, and what I really, really mean is not. I mean, obviously they get it done in the ring. And we've talked about Dawkins. Yeah, there, there is no Michaels Genetti. They both look like they could be Michaels. They both look like they'd be stars after the fact. But they're out there. They're charismatic. Um, you know, Montez has got a good story. He's a former Marine. Him and Bianca are doing uh, PR work and endorsement work, making WWE look good. But you watch the crowd. And I, and I watched it live uh, several months ago, and I watched on TV. Everybody's up for them. It's, it's not just, oh, they're only appealing to young black fans or old black fans. or I mean, guy, girl, old, young, black, white. Everybody, everybody seems to be engaged with them, and that is a hard thing to do, especially with tag team wrestling. So I would be very careful about um, <clears throat> breaking them up just for the sake of it because, again, mm-hmm. so, okay, so you break them up. Well, now you have two guys you now need to push as single stars, and you have other single stars right now that you're you're, you're trying to take care of, and and, and who knows? You know, like, so I, I just I don't know that that that's, that needs to be done. I I just don't think now is necessarily the time to do it. Uh, I would continue to keep them together um, for the time being. Don't let it go too long, but I don't think the crowd is souring on it yet. We got a super chat from Randy Hawkins here who says. Uh, I think Jay is going the crow going with the crow sting. Um, I keep getting those vibes. And Randy, I, when I was watching SmackDown, I kind of get what you're saying. How he was coming through the crowd, maybe not the rafters, but kind of the same thing, wearing all black, looking on at what's happening here. I get where you're going with that, Jimmy. Do you see some crow sting in Jay <clears throat> Uso? Um, I don't know. I could see him potentially. Uh, you know, separating himself from the bloodline. But at the same time, I think at the end of the day, he works better as part of that bloodline. That that unit of him, uh, Jimmy and uh, Solo now is just, you know, it, it just works. It just works. N- not saying that he doesn't have the potential to go off and be a, a single superstar, but I think as a singles competitor, he would be lost in the shuffle into a point that was made earlier in this podcast 
The tag team division needs depth. They don't mm-hmm. have it right now. And if you split up the Usos, uh, you know, n- now you're dipping into what little depth you do have. Just like uh, Ju- Justin mentioned that if if um, the Street Profits get split up, you have that same issue there as well. So maybe it is a good idea for once this story plays out, uh, Jay sees the light, so to speak, and ends up back with the family. The uh, later on in the show, Byron Saxon is about to interview Baron Corbin and he gets cut off for something important again. Brilliant stuff. But he got cut off for Kevin Owens, who says that uh, he just wants to see the bloodline fall and he doesn't need any help to do it. Obviously, alluding to Sami Zayn or anyone else or any tag team partners. Justin, my question for you here is. The rumors and speculation on Twitter are that Sammy and KO are going to take on the Usos at WrestleMania. And if that's the case, where does that leave Solo Sokoa? Does Solo Sokoa, if you're the booker, because everyone loves your booking, do you put Solo Sokoa on WrestleMania? Does he miss WrestleMania? And if you put him on Mania, who do you pair him up with? I don't think you need to give him a match for the sake of a match. I think regardless solo's presence can easily be felt either in that match or in roman reigns's match or in both uh it might even be a case of uh, you know so if you want me to fantasy book on the fly here it might be a case of yeah we're going to get to the usos defending their tag titles and in this and however many 500 and whatever days it is against sammy and ko but they're doing so but jimmy's still kind of looking at jay side eye like are you are you completely in this or are you still feeling some sympathy for your boy sammy and and and, and it could be and then roman of course who's overseeing all of this roman could say one of two things to solo he could either say solo i gotta focus on cody rhodes you go make sure business is handled with the family and solo is kind of the head of the table out there for those that match and those segments solo has always been the stoic enforcer never breaking a smile always by roman's side so it could go that route, or the other route is Roman says to Jimmy and Jay, you guys are acting whack and crazy. I don't know. You, you better figure it out. You better hold on to your titles. You better not embarrass the bloodline. Solo, don't even mess up. Don't even get involved in that nonsense. You stick with me and, and Solo's ringside for Roman. So I, I don't think Solo needs a match to answer your question. I don't think we need to force a match. I Even though it's two nights, I'm a fan of, just because you got a lot of people in the roster, doesn't mean everybody gets a match at WrestleMania. WrestleMania is supposed to be a reward, the best of the best. The best. So you don't need to just throw out a match for the sake of a match. Uh, I, I think Solo could still have great impact and still have great uh, a great rub just being present for some of these other stories that are going on with his bloodline counterparts. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that especially WrestleMania, you shouldn't have a match just for the sake of having a match. Because uh, chances are, Jack, sorry, but chances yeah. are, it's, it, you know, things, the, the nature of mania and so much going on. Oh, we're, we're here and we got the, it's the third to the last match. It's kind of the popcorn match. We got Solo taking on Elias. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to give it nine minutes, cut it to four. Uh, just, just, uh, just cut it all together. What's the point? Just, just, you don't need to do it. Yeah, especially mania. If this was, if we were talking about like, great balls of fire or stomping grounds or uh one of those other types of shows i'd be like whatever in your house in your yeah whatever throw it on who cares but mania every match should feel special at mania i know it mm-hmm. hasn't always but mm-hmm. I, you, yeah i agree it should feel like this is a special thing instead of 
instead of just a like even the bathroom break matches quote unquote should feel like okay there's a reason this is here and this is kind of a big mm-hmm. deal exactly uh, yeah. for for, yep. for, yep. for the for the reputation that wrestlemania has built up wrestlemania sells out before any match even gets announced the ticket market for this wrestlemania is higher than ever and, mm-hmm. and next year it'll probably be higher than ever. every year they continue to top themselves i don't know when the the virtual bubble is going to burst you know you talk about a housing market bubble i don't know if the mania bubble ever ever bursts but when you get something that's that valued and you have celebrities showing up and it really is the, the, the you know the super bowl of, of of entertainment it should be the best of the best it should be like you said jack yeah normally the second match on a card is normally the come back down match get up stretch take a bathroom break take a food break no, you need to make it to where literally somebody looks at the card the entire night and go, I, I don't know which one I can even get up for. I I, I, I can't get up. I can't step away. You, you, mm-hmm. That's the type of quality card you need to deliver for WrestleMania. And there's also the, sorry to, to cut you off here, Jack, but go, go everybody on. talks about the you deserve it. No, you earn it. Mm-hmm. And that includes WrestleMania too. You earn your opportunity for WrestleMania. Uh, yes, I understand there's that chatter out there, you know, that there's not going to be a battle royal so that we could, you know, put people on the card and that's fine. You know, it's it, WrestleMania is a spot to be earned, mm-hmm. not to be given to just for the sake of it being WrestleMania and you work here. I agree 100%. I mean, I want everyone to get the WrestleMania payday, but also, yeah. you know, you know, but there's uh, a lot going on that weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a lot going on that weekend. <laughs> Anyone who's been to a city with WrestleMania in it, by the way, too, if you're a wrestling fan, it is, bonkers how much wrestling stuff is going on since it's in my backyard this year i'm seeing a lot of it and i'm just like geez louise there is so much wrestling going on right now in it's, this town it's i i mean i it's it, i've been with jimmy in some of the cities where they i mean it's 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 overwhelming because you it's like as soon as you get done this you got to get to this next thing and oh uh, how far is the cab ride to this thing it's just yeah it's yeah. it's going to be it's it's a very busy time for folks who like wrestling. So yeah, every match should matter, I guess, because you're going to be dealing with people who have a lot of wrestling fatigue uh, yeah. by the time they get to the end of that show. Uh, but so yeah, every match should matter. There should be an in depth storyline and an in depth build to it, which is why we have the VIP lounge coming up and Brock Lesnar is there and uh, he gets there before MVP does. And he says, MVP, sell me on a fight with Omos, which is kind of what the internet has been asking for, to be honest. So kind of well done. MVP does it. Brock agrees. They share a drink. MVP can't hold his liquor. So he spits it in Brock's face and Brock hits the F5 on MVP and off we go. Justin, no one expected this to be the hottest match on the WrestleMania card, but did this sell you on Omos versus Lesnar? MVPs, kind of, but I didn't really need to be sold. I, I and I tweeted this last week that, and everybody thought this was a swerve. Everybody thought this was like a, um, you know, that, oh, this is going to be a swerve. It's going to, you know, Lashley's going to ambush, you know, Herpes is going to ambush Lesnar. And I said, I don't think so. Bray Wyatt's making comments about Robbie Lash. It seems like that's where they're going there. Like I, I was like, I think this is Omos and Brock Lesnar, and I'm okay with it because first off, I like a fresh WrestleMania opponent for, opponent for Brock. Brock has took on so many, uh, has had so many rematches with guys. I like something fresh. And look, this is not going to need to be long. This might be five minutes. It doesn't need to be long, but it can be a test for Omos. How can he handle the promos leading up? How does he handle the the the, the match? Does he learn anything from Brock? 
you know, Omas, I know we tend to think like, oh, Fifi, Fofum, big guys, very limited. You know, you get lumped in with people like Great Khali. But, you know, Omas, he's his own guy. And I've heard in interviews and other things, guys like Undertaker, veterans who have been around the performance center, the hang around the product today, have given, you know, encouraging words. Hey, maybe this maybe this kid has something. He's seven foot three. Don't, he's seven foot three legit. That don't grow on trees. So mm-hmm. I'm all for putting this as a putting this as a little attraction and the 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 to me the protection of omas and the build of of what can brock do is the key the key is going to be um i think for almost every week leading up to it we should never see brock can try to suplex omas brock can try to f5 omas the legs give out the back gives out something gives whatever he can't that needs to be the attraction of this is the biggest guy brock has ever faced can he be the beast to Omos. That's the attraction. It's not going to steal the show, but it might impress some people more than they what they expected, and that's all you got to do. Yeah, I see you nodding your head, Jimmy. I agree. I don't think this is going to steal the show. Don't think it's going to get a whole bunch of you know, uh, stars rating or mm. anything like that, but I guarantee when Brock gets Omos up for the F5, that building's going to erupt. Uh, but what say you? No, exactly. And now we've seen a little bit of vulnerability with Brock Lesnar, especially in his last match at the Elimination Chamber with with Bobby Lashley. So now there's that little bit of question mark. And the other question mark for me is uh, that I'm curious to see is um, Brock's the one who's going to have to lead this match and help tell the story of the match. So this is like you said, it's not going to be one of those matches where you're going to see, you know, the the twisting, burning 450 hammer phoenix splashes. This is going to be a story of to a beast versus a giant. I mm-hmm. love the way MVP, you know, MVP is just great on the mics. And and yes, he was good at selling this fight tonight with his uh, words. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think Omos has been working on his twisting 450 burning hammer splash. So. <laughs> if he pulls it out, <laughs> more power to him. As long as, as long as they take their time and <laughs> they don't have a spot fest. But anyways, you, you know, uh, I think there's a potential here for them to tell a good story here. And like you said, build up to that moment, you know, where Brock is struggling to get him up for an F5 or or some big maneuver, uh, like a suplex or something, and then finally hits it. I mean, remember how everybody reacted when Hogan body slammed Andre? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, and for all the people, so I love that point, Jimmy, because all the people who are saying this is going to be a snooze fest, whatever, all due respect to Hogan and Andre, go back and watch that match. It was not an exciting match. It was that moment, and it now lives forever in pro wrestling history. And and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm I'm okay with them not having Omos out there tonight. And I think that's something else is that we have yet to see the visual of Brock Lesnar standing across from Omos. Brock Lesnar, who was who was the most dangerous man in the world, when we see him standing across from Omos. Omas is going to make Brock look average because of because of, of Omas's insane size, his height, and I think that alone is going to then go wow. Like, can Brock? You know, and, 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 and we know Brock's willing to do business. He's willing. He's all about. He wants to. He wants to make this the the biggest you know, attraction possible to 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 sweeten his payday. So mm-hmm. I can see him selling for four weeks in a row. Omas just getting the better of him. Mm-hmm leading up i mean i really can and 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 so you know that's that that's that's the element of attraction is seeing him get that big man up for that five seeing him take him to suplex city 
Yeah, as uh, Bernie DC says in the chat here, if you thought Keith Lee was big <laughs> with Domania. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a few super chats I want to make sure we get to, though. Uh, first off, Randy with another super chat that I think was on a lot of people's minds today because of some rumors and speculation going around on uh, social media, but asks, Randy Hawkins asks, is this Omos versus Lesnar thing a Vince booking like everyone says? Justin, I'm going to kick that one to you. Is I don't know if you follow Twitter, but everyone on Twitter seems to think Vince McMahon's booking WWE now. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why. What say you? The part of this that I can see people thinking that is because Omas has had, you can count them on one hand, that's the number of TV matches he's had in like the last three months. That's the bizarro point is that a lot of other things that Triple H has been booking has felt on purpose with long-term consistency and intention. So I can see that this is feeling like out of nowhere. But at the same time, just because it's a, again, a big guy, and, and there's this, you know, just this association that Vince just loves big guys, um, I don't think that that necessarily means that Vince, like, you know, walked in Triple H's office and demanded that's what he does. I mean, let's look. Triple H is the guy that's been in charge and overseeing the 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 pipeline, the filtering of talent and development of talent. While Omos was not an NXT black and gold star, he he still went through the performance center. He's that's and that's where Triple H worked out of every single day. That's where Triple H is off. Well, had an office there. He has an office in Stanford too. But he the the, the, the PC was his baby. So it's not like Omos is a guy that Triple H just all of a sudden met in the last year. Mm -hmm. And again, if Triple H is looking at let's let's have theory and Cena because I got this. If he's looking to enhance his now and enhance his future, what's the point of another match between Bobby and Brock? What's the point of Brock versus I don't know pick a pick a guy that he's already like? So I could also see Triple H just going, you know what? Uh, we did Brock and Bobby at Elimination Chamber. I don't want to do them again. What's an attraction? What's a, what's a, what's a new obstacle that the beast has never had? Well, he's never had Omas. Let's see mm -hmm. if the kid can hang. You know, so that's 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 my interpretation. I don't think it's a Vince automatic. I can see it, it is a little random because Omas has been absent from TV in ring, but I could also just see it being we just need a, we need a, we need a, we need Brock to help us make somebody. And I I agree because. Also, Brock is still box office, still gets eyeballs from other people. And something you alluded to earlier, Justin, is the visual of people who don't follow wrestling, but they know Brock is a big dude. And then they see that visual of Omos in front of him going, wait, who is this guy? Because he's massive. I think that'll get their new giant on a lot of people's radars. Um, Jimmy, I want to. There's a follow up super chat from Cleveland mm -hmm. Rock saying, <clears throat> Brock picked Omos. Let's stop pretending that Vince, that it's Vince that booked this. Brock does what Brock wants. Is that uh, how you see it too? Well, it's not Brock does what Brock wants. Brock has a lot of say into what he does. And let's put it this way if Brock did not want to work with Omos, you wouldn't feel um, uh, um, skittish about bringing that to anybody's attention, whether it's Vince, Hunter, or whoever. Brock, obviously, agreeing to do this at WrestleMania means that he sees something there, too, and he he's uh, he's a businessman. He said it. 
Mm-hmm. He's a businessman and he knows there is business to be done here if done correctly. And if they, they, I think like we talked about earlier, talking people into wanting to see this fight, this was a good start into getting people interested. That's for sure. This uh, uh, VIP lounge segment. Yeah. And by the way, but just to, just, mm-hmm. just to let you know, I don't know what was in that flask that he pulled out, but VIP uh, MVP can usually hold his, uh, his liquor pretty well. So let's put it that way. I don't know what was in there. I was going to say, Jimmy, have you ever spit some, have you ever taken a drink of something, had to spit it out? Um, well, it has happened in the past. It's, it's <laughs> some, some, uh, I, I don't know, even know what it was, but uh, not in Brock's face. That's for sure. No, I don't care how, I don't care how stiff that drink is. I am not mm. spit. Oh, it's going down. <laughs> if it comes up later, it's going to be away from him. Yeah, I don't care. It could be gasoline. I'm finishing it if I'm standing in front mm-hmm. of Brock. Yeah. Uh, we do got a question here that's been on a lot of people's minds, Justin, and that is uh, Scott Langford asking, is there any reason you can think of for why there has not been any Hall of Fame announcements yet? Uh, that's a good question. I, I I don't really think it's necessarily a matter of not being able to confirm who they want, because I'm pretty sure they probably know who they want and have already touched base. We have to keep in mind. Uh, and I know we're coming out. We're we're in a, we're in a new day. We're in a we're in a new era uh, of <laughs> right. We're in a new era. Mania is two days now. Uh, looks like we're on the other side of the pandemic. All all things considered, uh, and so that means that uh, you're back in front of crowds. But now the Hall of Fame is not the night before. It's not Saturday, but it can't do it Friday because you got SmackDown Live. Um, so now the Hall of Fame is what Thursday, I believe. So uh, I, I, whether it's just deemed as um, we don't need to make announcement to try to sell tickets until a, a later time, closer t- to the date, um, or whether and I and I this the the chat room have to, maybe it, maybe they're not even selling individual a la carte Hall of Fame tickets. Maybe if you have a WrestleMania travel package, maybe all the Hall of Fame is going to be sold legitimately to that to that. Which at that point, they already have it all sold because Mania packages are all sold out anyway. So it's like, what's why burn TV time right now in the Hall of Fame when we could just do it in mid mid March? So. Um, those would be my, would be my guesses, things that I don't have the answer to, but I'm guessing the change in formula is probably something to it that it's just not as not as paramount of individual. And also, how, where's it going to air? If it's just going to air on Peacock, if it's you know, because again, in the past they'd aired on USA, maybe so maybe there's some let's try to get a, let's try to pop a number on USA on, on a different night. That we're not, but if it's just going to be on Peacock, again, they've already they've already taken their money and ran that <laughs> Peacock's paying this. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it will be interesting to see when they do it. This is a new world, so we'll see how that plays out. But Randy Hawkins with another super chat here. Mm-hmm. Speaking of new worlds, the Bloodline is a more awesome version of the NWO. KO is like Stone Cold. KO versus the Bloodline feels like if WWF merged with WCW in '97 when WCW was winning the Monday Night Wars. Uh, <laughs> NWO was my absolute favorite thing in pro wrestling, Randy, but. I know I do love this. I do love the bloodline right now. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Jimmy, are you seeing a, do you see the connection there between a KO versus the NWO? Like, uh, I, I, I see the only way I, I, the only way I agree with Randy is because they both were so both. Well, the NWO was so over mm-hmm. as a unit and the bloodline is just killing it right now. And so over as a unit as heels mm-hmm. and, and both as heels and, that's the hard part. Maybe the NWO was responsible for turning the audience 
into enjoying the heels, becoming cool bad guys. You know, a lot of people, maybe they were responsible for all of this. And what's different here is that Roman Reigns is helping keep that heat because he's still getting that heel heat in mm-hmm. his, this current iteration. But uh, back to the point, I, I could see where you can draw the comparisons. It's just that I think this, you know, iteration is different in certain other ways. Yeah, you know, the, the NWO was so impactful because, you know, it looked like an invasion. It looked like Vince literally had guys that there were. So the NWO had a bigger impact, but the NWO also quickly got onto a rinse repeat and has been well documented, you know, might have won the Monday Night Wars, but did not deliver in the main events of pay-per-views, whatever. The bloodline is a better long-term story being mm-hmm. told then I think anything the NW, I mean, you know, the Hogan sting thing was great. And obviously it's again, but documented how, how that flopped at the end, but, but the blood, I mean, you know, bloodline, I will say is one of the best long-term faction stories that WWE has ever done. You know, we've seen them do some good long-term stuff in the last, you know, we, you know, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, the friendship, and we've seen some good things, but to have a faction, to have four or five guys and there be these dynamics that are all moving about. And the fact that you can have, the leader in Roman Reigns, not even on TV for a few weeks, and it all can still thrive because of Heyman, because of Solo, because of Jimmy, because of Jay, because of Sammy. That's a real testament to how well they've done long-term with the bloodline. So I would hold the bloodline up long-term up there with the breaking up of Randy Orton and Evolution, anything. Mm -hmm. I would hold it up with any any, any long-term faction storytelling. Yeah, I think... I'll never compare anything to NWO because it's like, again, when I was like, was a super fan, like that was the first thing I was like, I love this so much. It's my favorite thing ever. Uh, and now I realize as I'm getting older, I I feel like I sound like the guys who are like, well, Bruno San Martino is the greatest wrestler of all time. I'm like, yeah, but he's from a long time ago. He doesn't count anymore. Uh, now that I'm that guy, I'm like, well, the NWO was the best. And now the fans of the bloodline are like, that was a long time ago. It doesn't count anymore. Uh, that I do think from a story standpoint, like if you were to explain the story to someone who's not a fan of wrestling, the bloodline one far superior than NWO, but I made a promise guys that I'm NWO for life and I'm keeping that promise. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of the bloodline though, Cody Rhodes had a match with Chad Gable and would you believe it? It slapped. Uh, <laughs> the story here though, is that both, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns will be in the house on SmackDown. And uh, of course, Kathy Kelly later in the night interviewed Paul Heyman, who says that it will be Roman confronting Cody. Hmm. Jimmy Corderas, this is the moment we've been waiting for. The epic stare down is going to happen. Tell me about how you feel Cody did tonight. I thought Cody was was really good tonight. He, he, he needs to get some reps in the ring to get back into uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he pr- pretty much is in ring condition. He's been working out down in, uh, you know, in his home territory. But it's it's not the same as being out in front of an audience and getting that re- live response and getting that reaction from them and hearing them and seeing what's working and hearing what's working. There's a difference there. You can go in the ring and t- have all the, pre- you know, warm-up matches you want and get yourself in shape. But being out there in front of an audience to see what works and putting him out there with someone like a Chad Gable, Perfect. And I know people will say, well, what issues do they have together? It doesn't matter. Chad Gable was helping Cody Rhodes get back to 
Cody Rhodes where he needs to be to head into this match against uh, uh, Roman Reigns coming up at WrestleMania. But them uh, facing off at on SmackDown this week, again, I'm going to draw another comparison. There is the potential here to have a moment where the crowd is going to go absolutely ape crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how we say it in Canada. Ape <laughs> crap. Um, with them just standing in the ring with that face off and just have everybody go nuts. And we all, everybody talks about that moment at WrestleMania 18 between The Rock and Hulk Hogan. I'm not saying that's exactly what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. But I, I know it's just. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Saying, I want to, uh, Bernie DC in the chat, by the way, uh, banana is what he says. Yes. The, the crowd will go banana. Uh, in the chat, let me know what you think the crowd will chant. Will it be "This is awesome"? Will it be "Holy s"? Will it be what? What do you think the crowd chant will be when they finally get that face to face? What What will the crowd decide to say? And that you gotta, you gotta love the lack to lack of plural for the uh, French Canadian uh, translation. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> There's only one banana. <laughs> Just one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The crowd will go banana. It's because here in America, we like to eat a lot. So there's always more than one. You got to have two, at least two bananas, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. See, that's why that's why up here everybody thought that, that those speaking French Canadian were a little cheap because, hey, you want to go out for drink? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, this, this segment, I don't think they... They didn't reinvent the wheel, but they did what... They, it was just a... Well, I thought it was a well produced well done part of the show yeah i mean cody needs reps he needs wins he's got to just be winning every week 
uh chad gable's a guy who's just you know very can go in the ring he's a guy that's going to take care of cody uh you know so i it's, it's kind of look if 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 cody rhodes and his talent was up against chad gable and his talent on wednesday night uh it, it would have already been given six stars it's just you, you, the, the the ability these two guys have it, it's it, that's that's a great one to put out there for tonight um you know, chad gable who seems to be kind of floating in a purgatory because Otis is kind of moving over to Otis world as we'll get to <laughs> Chad doesn't appear that he's going to have a mania match unless they do have a catch all battle Royal. So he's in this kind of purgatory of until they reset the calendar after mania, all he can do is go out there and just shoosh people and just be Chad freaking Gable, which as we've praised here a million times. And I've always said, he's the, he's the love child of Owen Hart and Kurt Angle in terms of, of sports entertainer. So uh, I thought this was this was exactly what the doctor ordered for Cody Rhodes on his road to Mania. And yeah, it, it's gonna be, it, they could really have a moment uh, in my wonderful stomping grounds of Washington D.C. this Friday. They could really have a moment of him and him and Reigns the first time in the same ring. Uh, yeah, could be some real electricity. We're getting in the chat. Uh, Mister X says it's gonna be Cody. Yeah, Cody, mm. Cody. Uh, then Fox will censor out the uh, F.U. Roman. That'll be an interesting one. Hmm. Holy censor. That was another one that's going to get in there. The the holy S there. Uh, we also got, um, ah, where did it go? It was uh, the dueling Roman sucks. Let's go Cody chance. Ah, where did it go? Oh, Rocky said it. There we go. Uh, so a lot of interesting choices there. We'll see which one of you gets it right. But what I like about this, what I like about what Cody Rhodes is doing here is He's all about the title. His story is about the title. His story is about becoming the champion. It actually has nothing to do with the bloodline. And that's Sammy's goal is breaking up the bloodline. Kevin Owens' goal is breaking up the bloodline. And Jey Uso trying to decide where he stands with the bloodline. Those guys are the family and the group dynamic. That's their story. I love that Cody Rhodes is saying, I have nothing to do with that. I want to be the champion. Roman wants to be the champion and we're going to fight about it. And I think that is just a very well-played thing that Cody's not getting involved with the, the bloodline stuff. That'll be its own story. Mm -hmm. So I think smart things there. I want to get quick reactions from you guys and in the chat. It uh, looks like we're doing the WrestleMania is going Hollywood videos again. <laughs> I loved these. I, I think these were so fun before. It's fun to see him again. Justin, we got, We've now had a Joker knockoff, and now we've got a Titanic knockoff. Uh, uh, do you are you a fan of these? I love them. I'm a big fan. Uh, I was a fan of them when they did it for what is it, Mania 21, uh, and I'm a fan of them doing it now. Uh, the other Seth Rollins Joker one, when Seth first started this version of himself with the new music and the crazy wardrobe and the weird laugh, and the dancing. I even said he had like a Joker kind of feel, like the. The Joaquin, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie was not too far removed from from theaters at the time, and, and, and so the fact that they kind of did that version of the Joker to as a spoof, it made me laugh. And then yeah, I mean I I love Titanic, I'm not afraid to say it. I watch it every time it's on TV, uh, so that's cool. And then I I'm really looking forward to. I saw the screenshot of it. I'm I love. I'm a big Goodfellas fan. Uh, love love the movie, love the book, love everything you know. And so to see the bloodline do the Goodfellas move, I even have a Joe, I even have a Joe Pesci, how am I in my funny shirt? So to see them that they're going to be doing that spoof, uh, that famous scene, uh, I'm I'm all it, it, it makes my it, it brings a little bit more happiness to an already happy Road to Mania season. 
I cannot support a movie where a fella named Jack is left freezing to death in the water, but I get what you're saying. Uh, Jimmy. There was I, enough room on that damn door for both of them. There was yes. enough room for both of us. <laughs> both of them. I, I all jacks are one. We're in this together. Uh, Jimmy, though, uh, you, you got to love these, right? They're fun. No, absolutely. They, they are a lot of fun. And that's what they're meant to be, because this is what this business is about. It's meant to be entertaining in different ways and showing these superstars in a different arena, a different atmosphere. And this one tonight with the Titanic, the one thing I like about both of them so far, not, not only the Joker one, but the, the Titanic one tonight is real life couples were doing these. Mm-hmm. And they and they and and both I thought were were awesome and they both nailed their their um, their their scenes. Let's put it I, that yeah. way. And, Which yeah. is it is cool, it is cool. But I will say they they probably started to plot these weeks or months out or whatever. <laughs> hmm. There would be some comedic value, and I know she's doing another one. There would be some some comedic value to Dom and Rhea doing the. Doing the Titanic, I don't yeah. Know. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> but with with Dom in the front of the boat, and uh, yes, yes, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah these Dom, are- Dom, 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 whispering to Rhea, you know, uh, draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that'd be so good. Uh, speaking wow. of of speaking of Dom and Rhea, we got a Judgment Day promo here, and they just got to run through their rivalries. Uh, as they build up to WrestleMania, this was fine. But Jimmy, something about this felt weird. This promo, I don't know if like the like not the way they talked or anything, but like the sound or something felt off about this. Was that just on my end, or did you see that? Notice that too? No, I didn't really notice that. I just uh, I, I was just in, Dom is right now nailing everything he is doing, and whether it's in the ring, whether it's in these segments where where, where he's cutting his promos and and you know dealing with mommy. And and you know the 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 faction it, it's awesome right now and and I, maybe maybe there was an issue but it, I didn't notice it myself. But. Yeah, I liked what they said. I thought the yeah. uh, ex-con Dom and stuff was all great, but it was like a it was it was weird. It felt like a pre-recorded interview hmm. that was being presented. I don't know, like some maybe the crowd was cut out. There was like a weird. It wasn't them. Hmm. It was like a. And maybe it was just on my end, but it just felt like there was a weird audio thing where it just, yeah, it, and, it, it felt like it sounded weird for some reason. Maybe it was okay. just on my end, though. Yeah, sometimes, maybe it was just, yeah, sorry. Go some, ahead, Justin. No, no, I was going to say sometimes when they play the pre tapes, hmm. uh, if they don't mix in the natural sound of the arena watching it live, it does sound like in a can. It does sound, yeah. Like it's, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it was, is I couldn't hear the audience, so it felt almost awkward the way they yeah. were talking, and there was no that's, sound around okay. it. That, that's a thing, you know, not that anybody cares, but that in my in my broadcast production world, that's a thing that goes underrated is that, like, you know, when you show pre-tapes backstage, you still got to keep the live crowd sound there a little bit for the reaction. You know, the other day I was watching the Capitals play, and it was all on NHL Network. The, the play-by-play in color for the game – were in the NHL Network studios, so they were calling it from the studios, watching from monitors. This this is a uh, a result of the of the of the pandemic of, of changing how things are done. And I, I was bitching as I'm watching this. My wife's like, "What are you bitching about?" I'm like, "They're calling the game, which is fine, 
but they don't have the natural sound of the arena lifted up. So you don't I, like I'm, I'm hardly even hearing the puck hit the, the sound of the puck hit the stick or the sound of the crowd going, ooh, because it mm-hmm. hit the crossbar like it, it can take you out of it if you don't have the live crowd sound there. Yeah, it made it feel awkward for what was actually everyone. Again, everyone said everything fine. It was just the sound to me kind of took me out of it in a weird in a weird way there. Uh, I want to get to another super chat from Randy Hawkins here. The, Eric Bischoff, the father of the NWO, loves the bloodline and says they're better. Um, so there you go. Well, Eric Bischoff, mm-hmm. you were NWO for life, pal. What's that all about, huh? Well, at did least that, we thought. Did that mean nothing to you, Eric? <laughs> at least we thought he was. <laughs> uh he was NWO for yeah. life until Ted Turner removed him of his duties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Harvey, yeah. Har- Harvey Schiller did it, I guess. So. Yes. Yeah. Some, in any case, once that was done, he was like, forget the NWO. <laughs> but uh, Oscar versus Carmella happens, and mm-hmm. uh, it went a couple of segments, and Oscar just continues to roll. The story here post match is that we get a face to face between Oscar and Bianca, but Carmella shoves Oscar <laughs> into Bianca to create some tension. Justin, is this a good way to get some tension between challenger and champion? Because they haven't really interacted outside of this. Yeah, the the, the build to this needs work. Um, and I, I, I'm gonna go back to the match real quick. I like Carmella. I'm a Carmella fan, and and I, I think I, I'm a I'm a believer mm-hmm. in Mella's money. I think I think she's got a million dollar look. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's got, and I, but I think she's also she got a little gift for gab. I think she's got athleticism. But I didn't quite understand that, like, okay, we, we just did the chamber where Carmella was petrified of Asuka. In this match, it felt like she was a world beater. She was just coming at Asuka. She had a couple close calls of almost beating Asuka. That was just, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't let that go. Mm-hmm. That was, something just wasn't connecting with me on that. Again, like, again, I I want Carmella to, to be built up, but this didn't feel like the right situation for her to, I don't know, that, maybe I'm nitpicking, but that kind of took me out of some things. Uh, but then Oscar Bianca, yeah, I mean, we need to we need to build that. We we need to get that mm-hmm. going because um, Rhea's red hot. Rhea and Charlotte, yeah, we we do need to pick up Bianca and Oscar. Um, I'm I'm that, and I'm kind of baffled on that, and I don't know if Jimmy has a clearer picture on this. Oscar's been over like Rover since she's returned, but it still baffles me that she is because she doesn't communicate much with the crowd. She mm-hmm. Oscar's style is to kind of be very impulsive and scream in Japanese. And then she'll speak a little English and the crowd's still with her. Cause she's a killer. She hits you with this spinning back fist and it's an ooh and ah moment. Um, so I don't know. Is it, is it time to take the belt off Bianca? I, I, I'm really kind of torn on what, what they're going to do. I, I would not, I wouldn't, let me put it this way. I would not want to be tasked on the writing committee or the booking committee of what do you do for this one? Because I really don't know what the right path to go on this one. Well, Jimmy, floor, floor is yours. What do you what do you say? No, it does need to be built up a little better than it has been so far. And that's one of the challenges you get when you have two uh, opponents uh, having a match at WrestleMania that are baby faces as of right now. Mm-hmm. You know, who the crowd wants to cheer for both. And that doesn't get the crowd invested in the match. It's like, uh, it's going to be a good match, but... There's always that, but, and you know, with the thing with Carmella tonight, even though she lost the match and causing that little tension at the end by pushing the, the two women together, I hope this does not lead to 
okay, here's how we get out of this babyface versus babyface situation. We turn it into a three-way and we have an actual heel in the match that people can can uh, can want to see get beat. But at the same time, this is a way to get the title off Bianca without actually pinning her. And you can go through all that scenario. But uh, I would rather see a one-on-one match. Let's put it that way. I think these two ladies can put on a heck of a match. It's just how do you get people invested in wanting to see someone get beat. I, I would prefer one-on-one too, Jimmy, but it is, it is an odd, like mania is not a stranger to face versus face, but normally when you have face versus face, both faces have like they their faces and they're going against each other because they have like, they have such a connection with the crowd. And they're such, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Brett and Sean mania 12, the Iron Man, they, they, they both, they, they were two different characters, but they were both, had a connection to the crowd mm-hmm. again like i said oscar and i'm an oscar fan but she her connection is kind of built off her deadly physical skills and that doesn't always hold up in the long term the fans right. still need something to relate to mm-hmm. so that's i'm really gonna be kind of surprised on this one it's very I, i'm with you i think it's one of the issues when you have two not just two babyface people going against each other but they're both very much I am physically dominant in the ring. I accept all challengers. So I feel like their promo, if they did the contract signing that always ends in a mess, this would be a contract signing that goes, okay, I'll sign the contract. Yeah, me too. Great. See you at WrestleMania. Bye. You know, and that'd be the end of it. Yeah. Like I liked last week when they at least were hinting, not hit, not heel, but they at least hinted towards Oscar with the mind games with the mist and the, the, what, like that at least was like, all right, we're going to play a game here of Oscar's, face but she's a little out there like uh i, I think they need to stick to that path uh, in my opinion yeah uh we also had i'm a i'm a huge fan of carmella too i've become a bigger fan of chelsea green as of late we had a quick backstage segment where adam pierce was attacked by a flock of karens and he had to deal with them is it possible that we're gonna see a chelsea and carmella tag team jimmy yeah, there's always the possibility, and there's, you know what, the women's tag team division could use a little boost as well. There is a deep and talented women's roster, and maybe this is a time to start bringing some of the talent that they have at in NXT and start, you know, uh, adding them to the mix, not throwing them into the mix, but just slowly, you know, elevating them and bringing them to the main roster, so to speak. Yeah, Justin, uh, Randy with a super chat says, is it me or are they building, rebuilding a women's tag division? Chelsea getting friendly with Carmella, Candice and Nikki, Rhonda and Shayna and Natty and Tegan. Mm-hmm. Justin, yeah, I, do you think that's what they're doing? I, I do. I don't think it's an accident. I think that uh, <laughs> if, if you're going to have women's tag titles, you need to have, you know, there needs to be viable options. The same way we talked about earlier with the health of the men's tag team division. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, th- that's absolutely what they're doing, and that's the right thing to do. Um, it, it, it look, I mean, that we, we we luck out with the fact that the men's tag are consolidated for the time being with the Usos, and thank God they keep the women's tag titles as just one. I, if they try to do a women's tag title on both Raw and SmackDown, they would just be such a vanilla, watered-down situation. So they, they, they need to invest and get some tag team alliances, absolutely. And then, of course, we'll get to our main event tonight, and they start, they're starting to branch out even more with that. 
Yeah, Jimmy, real quick final thought on this because of Asuka. I'm a big fan of the mist and the you know the spitting mist. I think that's cool. But I got to ask you, as someone who's been in the ring and has seen it done a million times, whose mist is more dangerous, Asuka or MVP's drinking mist? Uh, actually, the drinking mist looks like it's more, uh, you know, that white lightning that, the, that he's spitting <laughs> could, could be very devastating to the eyesight. Some, ca- uh, some Canadian moonshine. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. From, from Saskatchewan. So, yeah. you know, hey. So we talked about the women's tag team division, but we got Piper Niven versus Candice LeRae. The story here is Nikki Cross is peeping on. Piper pretty much dominates, but then she looks at Nikki on the outside. Candice hits the dreaded roll-up and gets the win. Uh, kind of what was alluded to before, Jimmy, it sounds like this might be a future pairing for uh, Candice LeRae. If that's the case, what do you think of Nikki Cross and Candice LeRae as a team? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'd have to see them together and see how they coexist. Uh, obviously, Nikki's got that little wild vibe to her and Candace seems like really straight arrow. It's like apples and oranges, so to speak. Uh, so that'll be interesting. At least I just, again, here we go. And you said it, the, the dreaded roll up finish mm-hmm. uh, just took me right out of it. Let me put it that way. Most dangerous move in all of wrestling. Yes. Uh, uh, but Justin, what I like about the idea of a Nikki cross Candace, so tag team is Nikki cross is such a character. I think it does give a little bit of character to Candace LeRae if you're new to her. It gives us backstage segment pre-tape fodder for, for, for Candace because, look, Candace comes out and she's the Poison Pixie, which that's weird to me. And the Poison Pixie, was well, I think, was a heel gimmick. So I, mm-hmm. she's a, what? it's like, who are you? What are you? So I like the fact that she has a dancing partner with, with Nikki for us to have if they're going to be an oddball couple or whatever. But while you can be entertaining in those segments, it still doesn't mean that when you come out and the bell rings that I have any credibility to you to, to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I think is probably coming. That's that, that's going to be the task for more, more of these tag team, these female tag teams is that, yeah, you're getting, you're, you know, you're getting Chelsea green. Who's being the Karen on, on camera and you're getting Carmela. You're getting us familiar with their, with their personality and whatever, but that's good. But it, it's we, there still needs to be credibility for them in the ring, and and that's a fine line to walk of, you know. So that that that's the task that, that at hand is to okay, the characters are there, the pairings are there, um, and and that's that also comes into the the situation of, of the programming. I'm not suggesting that they jump right to doing a, an all women's show, you know, on Peacock or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. The women are featured far more than they ever have been, but even still, in the five hours of TV each week between Raw and SmackDown, you're still going to have to continue to a lot more segments to the women in order to show the backstories of these pairings and get them some in-ring time so they can rack up wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how they pull that all off is going to be up to the brilliant, well-paid minds in the booking staff. Yeah, I, I agree with Candice LeRae, by the way. I I, I like her, but the her entrance music and everything, as far as that presentation, screams mm-hmm. someone I'm supposed to hate. Poison Pixie, the music sounds evil, and the the wings she wears, but then she's coming out waving and smiling. It just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like right. it mi- mixes properly. But right. uh, we got Miz TV, mm-hmm. and Miz is 100% congruent. He is exactly who uh, he's supposed to be. He comes out; he's going to be the host of WrestleMania. Seth Rollins comes out and they have a fun back and forth before uh, he knocks out Miz, takes his phone, 
calls Logan Paul and gets him to agree to come to Raw next week. Justin, this is going to be a big showdown. This is kind of a big moment in itself. Maybe not Roman Cody, but this should be fun. Yeah, for everybody, you know, you know, worrying about it, oh, Vince must be writing the whole show again. If Vince was still writing the show, Logan would have been via satellite. No, I like the, I like the, I like the progressive. Let, let's have somebody knock somebody else out, steal their phone, face. Do you think Vince knows what face ID is to unlock a phone? <laughs> yeah, let's have a fake I, face ID unlock it, and and uh, Jimmy's laughing because he knows I'm right here. Let <laughs> face ID unlock, and we're gonna call Logan on the FaceTime and. Oh, Vince is Vince is seventy seven. He's not doing that. He doesn't understand a face ID to unlock. It. Just this 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 is twenty twenty three booking from for for modern day technology. <laughs> Jimmy, do you think that Vince FaceTimes regularly? <laughs> uh, I can't see that happening. I think if Vince wants to FaceTime you, he FaceTimes in person. Yeah, I he, you get you get summoned and you FaceTime with Vince in person. This doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, often. I mean, if the entire interaction between Seth and Logan Paul happened and text with the text bubble font enlarged to like 100 maybe <laughs> yeah. this was totally a progressive um movement mm-hmm. here i yeah. can I, I can imagine the conversation why don't they just facetime what <laughs> <laughs> that all, that's all you hear yeah yeah that's that's too funny damn it pal he's yeah. on via satellite <laughs> <laughs> we do it big satellite um Austin Theory tells Kathy Kelly that everyone's talking about Cena, but they should be talking about Theory, and he runs through his recent resume, says he respects Cena and wants Cena's respect when he confronts him next week. Jimmy Corderas, this is uh, playing along nicely. No, it is. It was it was well said by him, and it's different. You expected him to be in total, complete heel mode, and he was, but he said that he respected Cena, but he expects that respect in return. And I, and, and I really enjoyed this segment. I like where it's heading and I'm really interested in seeing how the interaction goes down next week in John Cena's hometown of Boston, Massachusetts. Justin, I got a feeling theory is not going to show a whole lot of respect for John Cena. And I got a feeling John Cena's going to tell him kid respect is earned. Uh, it's, it, I'm, I, you know, yeah, it's going to be, uh, a, a lot of this show tonight really was, here's why you need to tune in next week. <laughs> it really was. Uh, isn't that what pro wrestling is though? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I want to, I, I mean, I'm, this show is so stacked next week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm so tempted to, to, to book a flight to Boston to go do it and get some, Calhouns afterwards, and uh, I'm, I'm, oh my, I'm, oh my goodness, yeah, Jimmy knows. Get the, cal- mm-hmm. I, I'm, 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 I'm tempted to go to go north for this one, especially as we get closer and closer to the sad. I, one day, John Cena is going to stop showing up, so that's something we always got to remember too. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you get a chance to see him, you got to see him. If you mm-hmm. can see him, da, 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 da. Randy. Mm-hmm. Randy Hawkins adds Seth trashed on Logan's brother. That was a fun little personal shot mm-hmm. there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling uh, Jake Paul is going to be just fine though. Uh, yeah. Bobby Lashley. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, we get a recap of the Bray Wyatt stuff from SmackDown. Boogs is watching on Lashley destroys Elias. And after the match, Lashley warns Bray to keep his name out of his mouth. But then we get the muscle man dance video. Mm-hmm. 
Jimmy, uh, what are your thoughts on Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley? Uh, so far right now, I'm a little conflicted. Uh, as much as I want to see this match occur, at the same time, I wish it took a little more of a serious tone. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, yes, I get the creativity here and the and the Bray Wyatt being a little bit off the wall and that sort of thing. But in this circumstance, I think he needs to start toning down the fun Bray Wyatt and start showing why people should be afraid of Bray Wyatt. Justin, we've been had it has been like four months of Bray Wyatt promos and. Now we're getting into WrestleMania, the most important show of the year, and it's kind of just a random call out. I was hoping we would get some kind of story that would tie a bunch of these loose ends together. I feel like there's nothing coming for this, though. I feel like this is about as random as we're going to get. I'm wildly frustrated. They did such a tremendous job using the house show. Easter eggs using all kinds of Easter eggs that were totally new. I mean, if you want to talk about something that really defined a new creative direction, new creative regime, the way that they teased and reintroduced Bray's return to the company, uh, what was that extreme rules? Yeah, that was, that was, it was so well done. Okay. And it's been documented that Bray in his previous run before he was let go, maybe his creative vision wasn't, wasn't, you know, maybe, maybe he and Vince conflicted. And then of course we could forget the famous hell in a cell with he and Rollins. I think in the Saudi, you know, the, 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 the ref stops the hell in a cell, you know, whatever. It felt like there was like a way to just breathe new life. Forget about all that new chance, new, new, new opportunity. That return was done great, but, at this point, where we stand on, uh, well, we've just entered February 28th now in our recording. Hmm. The riddle, rhyme, and reasoning has been too slow and not enough payoff, especially because they have Bray and his characters peek in sometimes on both shows, Raw and SmackDown. The payoff needs to be more blunt and and, and, and rewarding. I don't know if Bray is, if he if he's, recruiting you know we heard about this Wyatt six if he's recruiting a whatever but the slow play is getting too slow they mm-hmm. need to speed this up like he beat he had an interesting lights out match against LA night uncle howdy showed up and Hyro and Ballyhoo whatever and then and then what LA Knight's back all of a sudden now he's on SmackDown and he's trash talk on the new day like I just, I, I don't, like, I want, I, I know Bray Wyatt is a creative force. I've heard Jake the Snake Roberts talk about it. I've heard Undertaker talk about it. I've heard all these brilliant promo dark character minds talk about this guy's got it. And I, who am I to say that Jake the Snake Roberts and the Undertaker don't know what the F they're talking about? So I believe that Bray Wyatt has all this, but we're not getting the payoff to it. I don't understand. Why, why did he say Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar, the winner, you better run. Why? Does he want to go after the world title? Does title mean something to him? Or does the fact that Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar are viewed as the two most legitimate badass fighters, does that bother him? Give Just give me a reason. Why? Why are you targeting? Like the, the riddle and rhyme is, 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 is getting too watered down. 
and I'm having a real problem with this. And so I hope they can course correct and make me a believer. I have no problem with the magic, unlike Raj Geary. I don't mind the magic, mm-hmm. but the magic has to mean something. And yeah. it, it's falling flat right now. I I, I agree with you completely because, again, this is months of buildup, and his two rivalries, this is now second, feel like they're happening with no rhyme or re- The stuff that it, wrestling is about, the wrestling, feels like that part's happening with no real reason why it's happening. And I was hoping today that the kind of promo we would get from Bray Wyatt would tell us why he wanted the winner of Bobby Lashley to kind of to your point. Is it to beat the biggest, toughest guy? Is it to show he can do things in the wrestling ring or whatever? I don't know, but we just get a silly workout video that was kind of just a play on one he did already, like whatever years ago. It, it feels like these are all very interesting cryptic things, but I'm, I feel like I'm starting to realize they don't actually connect to each other. Like the, the <laughs> things that he's doing don't actually tell a story. We're just building up a story in our head that's connected, but I don't think there's actually a rhyme or reason. And, and I know people say, let it build, let it go, but it's mania season. This is it. This is the season finale. Well, what are you, and what is, are you doing? And is Lashley the best, per, you know, La- and I think it's been the one thing that's maybe been the one hindrance to Lashley. Lashley's a badass. He, he's 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 again. He's a good locker room guy, but is he the guy that's going to? Is he the guy that's going to emotionally sell that he's scared because Bray Wyatt and a fiend and a demon and Uncle Howdy and a rambling rabbit and a whatever show up and are spooking him? I don't see that as a strength to Bobby Lashley. I don't see that part. I don't see that's Bobby's strength is selling this this, this fear of, of the of. I, so I, I I'm I'm really baffled of how we're going to do this bill. Not not to say that I believe that Brock would be that much more scared either. But I, <laughs> I just I just I don't know. But that would be an interesting twist to this if that were the story they were wanting to tell. That but they're not anywhere near to getting to that to where they uh, like you said, Justin. It's t- it's it's so slow in building. We don't know how Bobby Lashley feels about all these mystic and cryptic stuff that that Bray Wyatt does. Is he a little bit spooked by it? I like the fact that he wouldn't be spooked by it and be one of the few people in the world that aren't spooked by Bray Wyatt and maybe ends up costing him in the end. But at the same time, you know, let's get to that point. Yeah, I mean, four months ago, you zoomed in on all these people dressed up like members of the Firefly Funhouse, and they haven't been involved since. I I, I would... I, I would rather a mania match be something even 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 if it was deemed cinematic and it was just there for the millions at home and give me Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy. Who is Uncle Howdy? Why is Uncle Howdy for for a moment? Uncle for one moment there, Uncle Howdy did the sister Abigail to Bray Wyatt in the middle of the ring. Then Uncle mm-hmm. Howdy has helped uh, destroy L.A. Knight. Let Uncle Howdy versus Bray Wyatt be the and let it be cinematic if that's the best way to tell the story because you need to use the production like i i just ugh. alexa bliss let's not forget that he was involved oh, in alexa whole, bliss oh, until that's a, whole, that's a whole other and now that's and i know again people say well there's still like this again we're not building up to uh some middle of the road pay-per-view this is we're building up to the biggest this is it like you've you've had four months to get here like it's time to it's time uh, yeah. to start wrapping yeah. it up. They're the I'm, final and, act. I, and I'm and I'm a fan of Bray, and I don't mind the magic. I'm a fan of Bray, but this is me saying I'm I'm losing my patience. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So uh, Randy Hawkins in the chat saying, uh, I feel like Bray has ADHD. I'm autistic. I can tell. Uh, I certainly can't make that call, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens next. Hopefully they start to start to uh, dot, cross some T's and dot some I's on that one mm -hmm. in the future. Uh, and speaking of one that is cross and dot, <laughs> I said dot and cross and I's and dot and T's. Uh, I'm not a good speller, but <laughs> we have a, it actually makes sense here. Otis and maximum male models. Uh, they want, this is so great. Maxine wants to see Otis in action. So he runs to go see Pierce. And between us fellas, if Maxine wanted to see me match, I'd run and find out Pierce too. Uh, but uh, he gets the match with Johnny Gargano. Judgment Day calls Johnny Gargano out for next week. Uh, we get the match. Dexter gets involved and tries to kidnap Marseille. Uh, Johnny gives Maxine the old eyeball up and down, if you know what I mean, before uh, distracting Otis and eventually getting the win. Jimmy, this had a lot of fun shenanigans involved. Uh, I've been critical of Johnny and Dexter in the past, but they were a part of a segment that I thought was just dumb fun. I enjoyed this. What about you? No, it was enjoyable, and that was what it was meant to be. Uh, a lot of fun, especially with this the maximum male models and Otis uh, um, connection, you know, and what what what's going on there. It was meant to be entertaining in a different way. And the thing that I liked most about it was, you know, hey, Johnny got the win, and he didn't get the win with the dreaded roll up like his wife did. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, he got a legitimate big win, which he needed. I thought it did a lot of good for him moving forward. Yes, uh, Dexter was, uh, Loomis was involved, but at, at the same time, it was to help him from interference from others. So it, it, I think it worked all the way around. I loved the way Mosse put his foot up against the door while they were talking. That just cracked me up. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. But Justin, this is something that I think we all need to really start thinking about when it comes to Otis here. He's caught the eye of Maxine Dupree. He also had the eye of Mandy Rose. Is Otis the greatest ladies' man in the history of WWE? He's got that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, yeah, you know, these are entertaining to me. These are, these, these were entertaining to me. I, you know, I'm glad, and, and Jimmy said, I'm glad Johnny got a win. It wasn't with the roll-up. Uh, the Johnny-Dexter relationship, that's another one that um, – had potential when it started out. We need to flush that out. We need to get to some uh, whatever. But uh, I think this maximum male models and Otis has a lot of potential for the new WWE calendar year, which kicks off after Mania here in a couple weeks. Yeah, they, they just they're so fun. It's just a fun. And what's great about them, they're fun, but they, they could lose every week and they'll still be fun is the best part about them. I don't feel like they need to get big wins and yeah. Get, like they could just be an idiots the way they are is so funny like they're so good um but as we carry on we get to oh would you say was that justin no i was just gonna say the, the segment potential is there like i just the, you know yeah. this is a dated reference some some will get this like i can just picture the max and male models trying to take like otis to a fine dining restaurant and like <laughs> otis being like the blues brothers in the one restaurant where they're like yeah. You know, they're slurping their champagne. They're, they're, you know, stuffing bread in their face. Ah, how much for your women? How much for your wife? I, mean, I, can, I can just picture just complete debaucher. 
but but the whole time Maxine is just spellbound by <laughs> oh she just uh Otis just has the love meat that she cannot resist that is, that is that is a Wrestlemania goes Hollywood uh, reenactment scene that just writes itself I love that idea how much for your women <laughs> little girl children your wife some some of your women <laughs> so good oh my goodness uh we get to the main event. Uh, Lita and Becky Lynch say that they've been wanting to do this for a while. Damage Control says they're greatest champs in WWE. Then we get to the match, and it really comes down to Trish Stratus showing up and taking out Bailey, eventually leading to Lita hitting the moonsault, getting the pin to give us new tag team champions. Justin, this feels like it was the right move in a lot of for a lot of reasons, but I'll let you say what you thought and why. Well, look, this was um, it, it was an exciting finish. It was an exciting way to end, end Raw, a tag team title win. Alita, as she said, she's been around a lot of tag teams, and, and so this is kind of historic. Um, so I don't want to poo-poo on that. I think that is cool. I, I, I am going to question that. Like, I can appreciate the, the WWE trying to space out main event big deals in these last couple of weeks. I'm sorry, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I know you're near the. I know you're near the border. I don't think Trish got the, the pop that was justified to her that she would have got had they done it in Ottawa, had they done it in in Ontario. The the, the pop was almost a little just surprised, like what? Mm-hmm. Um, that said, the headline still stands. Trish Stratus showed up. Mm-hmm. She kicked some ass. Lita and Becky, your tag champs. That's exciting. But just on execution, and we have the luxury, Jimmy, on our 2020 uh, armchair booking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it came off as big as it would have had if, if they would have done this a week prior. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think I, I was thinking that myself. I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger a week ago. I'm sure there was a reason for it, but I thought the same thing. I was if Trish is coming out, why didn't you do it in Canada where people would have lost it? Uh, you you talk about going absolute banana you would add the s on this one they would go bananas if she were to come out in ottawa that's 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 a curious question as to why it didn't happen last week there had maybe somebody had a good reason for not doing it but uh, maybe they thought because grand rapids is fairly close to the border of canada maybe but not not even close to the pop she would have gotten ottawa and and yes it, it it it's nice having that tag team uh titles change hands uh, on this show and the finish actually came off well i thought it's just mm-hmm. it didn't get the reaction that it i that i, I hate to use the word deserve that uh, they earned doing it the way they did it and yes b- because they had trouble getting the crowd into the match at, at certain points but then they got the crowd back especially you know leading into the finish mm-hmm. let me ask you this jimmy do you mm-hmm. think because again, maybe they didn't want to burn Trish's appearance on on another week. Because they they need they wanted something big for tonight's episode. But also, do you think maybe let's have Trish come out tonight in Grand Rapids? Pop surprise! It's going to go viral on social media. But the crowd did pop significantly when Becky and Lita won the tag titles. Maybe it's let's not have Trish's run in appearance overshadow it overshadow the tag title victory yeah yeah that's a good point i didn't think of it that way but uh that could very well have been the the logic behind it thinking that you know it would steal the spotlight and and 
like you said, overshadow a big moment where the tag, the women's tag team championships changed hands. Yeah. It's a very good point. Well, Randy Hawkins, you gave us a super chat at the very beginning of the show and you've been super patient. So I appreciate it. Uh, but Randy asks, Jimmy, you know, Lita thoughts on her winning the tag titles tonight, tied tag titles with Becky tonight. Um, since you talked about the match a little bit already, just as far as Lita becoming a tag team champion, what are your thoughts on that? And I don't know. I, I, I'm absolutely fine with it because you have a legend and someone who looked up to this legend working together and winning the tag team championships together. And again, you talk about someone getting the rub off some uh, previous superstars and that's what's happening here. Lita is going to elevate the others that she's in the ring with just by, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, guilty by association. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it, when, whatever is in the future for the tag team championships, whether it is a WrestleMania match with uh, presumably uh, Ronda and Shayna. Shayna, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if that's the, the route they go, you know, that elevates them, you know, defeating a team like Becky, who's the hottest current star with a Hall of Famer like Lita. It is, I, I do think, and no disrespect to damage control, but it's something we've talked about a few times on this show. I feel like anything damage control was going to do for those titles had been done. I think that Becky and Lita with the championship is going to help those titles elevate them. And I think someone like Becky, who can get the crowd behind her the way she can, Lita being a legend, is instantly going to give those titles a bit more interest than they've had in the past. Now, they've got to do the groundwork to build the division up more. That's beyond Becky and Lita's control. But I think those two talents are going to get people more interested in those titles, uh, at least with where Damage Control had them at this point. And Damage Control, I think, was good when they got them. But I think I don't think that them keeping them for another month would have made the titles more desirable or less desirable. I think it was just they'd done what they could do. Um, that said, that's the show. We did it, guys. We got through it. <laughs> um, but uh, before we go, Justin, final thoughts and where can the world find you online? Yeah, I mean, the Raw, it was what it was. It was certainly not the best Raw. Like I said, I feel like this Raw was definitely, hey, tune in, get called up, but tune in next week. Uh, mm -hmm. So I feel like we're going to have a Cracker Jack show <laughs> what to, to talk about next week. Um, but Road to Mania, exciting. At Justin mm -hmm. Labar uh, on socials. Uh, but back Wednesday uh, with Jimmy and Issa talking dynamite, and uh, I, I don't. I, we're we're counting down. We're thirty something days to Mania. I don't know. We haven't we haven't even talked. I don't know if it'll be the three of us on one or both of the nights. But I'm um, I'm looking forward to this Mania. This is it, it. Really is uh, so much groundwork's being laid. There's a lot of potential being put into this Mania uh, in Los Angeles. Um, and Jimmy Corderas, final thoughts, and where can the world find you online? I thought Raw was okay, and like Justin said, it did further some uh, interest in w what's coming up at WrestleMania, but at the same time, it didn't, nothing really jumped out at me, and, and you know, sometimes you like to be slapped in the face, in metaphorically speaking, with, with what you see, and I didn't get, I didn't get that, 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 that nice little jab, but as far, but I thought, you know, again, Tune in next week. I'm sure it, it sounds like a stack show, and I think we're going to get a real the, the road to WrestleMania is going to get a lot uh, faster. Not faster, but uh, 
uh, grittier, let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, you can find me on all my social media platforms doing my refing rants on a daily basis from Monday to Friday, having a little fun with that. And you can find me here on Monday nights with you guys, a Triple J, and then on Wednesday nights with Justin and Issa, and also on Wednesdays uh, with my good brother in stripes, uh, you know, Brian Hepner and RJ. We talk uh, a different person about a different person. And this week we're going to highlight the career of uh, Timmy White. Oh, very cool. That'll be oh, a good tremendous. one. To check out. Yeah. Uh, Andre, Andre's handler. Absolutely. Yes. Man. That, Timmy was awesome. And you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Also, make sure to check out at Wrestling Inc. so you can keep up to date with all the news and everything else going on in the wrestling world, as well as I'm on here on Thursdays with Raj and we chat about news and notes, as well as all the other wrestling shows every day of the week. It's going to be a fun ride. Make sure to stay tuned. Also, make sure to hit the like, comment, share, subscribe button. Share the show with your friends. Help us grow. If you're in the chat, as always, Dream Realm Studios, Ethan Cruz, Martin Shaw, uh, with a 7 out of 10. I haven't seen you in here, Martin Shaw. Thanks for rolling through. Dylan Matthews hanging out till the end. Baby Ice, uh, Killer of Demon 669, stalking you with a different emoji this time around. Uh, I got to learn how to read your emojis stalking you. Uh, Ricky Zaldivar, Ethan Cruz, Randy Hawkins, the, the MVP of the chat tonight, by the way, Randy. Shout out JT098. You probably left already, but I'm shouting you out anyways. King Kia and Tony, Kaneem, Karan, and everyone else. Thank you guys so much for joining us. That does it for us. Make sure to tune in to Wrestling Inc.'s After NXT show tomorrow. Road to WrestleMania. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.